Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, the following episode was recorded yesterday live from Perryville, Maryland. Thanks to everybody who came out. It was a great time, a great night all around. There were a couple parts of the episode that we had to cut out that can't be put up on YouTube. If you want to listen to the show unedited, uh, head over to gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the promo code POTP. That will get you a discount on your monthly uh, subscription. And you can get access to the entire history of Part of the Problem on demand. All the episodes, the entire archive. Go check it out. Also a great way to support the show. All right. Enjoy. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. We need to roll back the state. We spy on all of our own citizens. Our prisons are flooded with nonviolent drug offenders. If you want to know who America's next enemy is, look at who we're funding right now. Every single one of these problems are a result of government being way too big. All right, hold on. Pretend like this was something really organic and cool. What's up, <laughs> motherfuckers? How's everybody doing? All right. Perryville, Maryland. No one's, no one's ever said that and made it sound cool, ever. What's up, Perryville? Who wants to do a live part of the problem? Huh? What do we say? We've got the setup nice here, Rob. Rob spent what I paid him for the last year <laughs> on this projector. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we don't get electrocuted because this is a ridiculous amount of wires. <laughs> this does seem like almost any sensible code <laughs> would tell you, don't do that, probably. I, I feel like this could be the start of a Back to the Future movie. <laughs> <laughs> if we just get this podcast going at 88 <laughs> miles per hour. We can find Rob's parents and tell them to not fuck them up so bad. <laughs> well, how's, how is everybody? Were you guys here for the last, uh, for the comedy show? Did you enjoy it? Uh, we had a fun time. We had a fun time. Rob, congratulations. You still have your job. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? Some people are, I think, still going to be filing in. Some people were getting drinks at the bar. But we got some, we got, uh, this is what we always do with the podcast. We talk about some stuff uh, in the live podcast. We talk about some stuff we want to talk about. And then we do like a question and answer segment. So if anyone wants to ask a question, you'll get an opportunity to do that in a little bit. Um, but so, yeah, we had a fun comedy show down here in Maryland. Me and Rob are traveling all over the country uh, this year. We've, we've been having a good time. What we got some fun stuff today that we have not talked about yet on the podcast. Let's let's jump right into it. All right, Paul Pelosi. The body cam video was released, and I gotta say, 
totally normal. <laughs> Seems like a totally normal situation that any of us could find ourselves caught in. Uh, hey, that's what my weekends I, look like. <laughs> I kind of do believe that that could happen at Rob's house. <laughs> like the cops come and Rob's like, I got it, I got it, everything's fine. Let me just hold this guy's hammer and just come back later. I am, uh, I'll be honest, I'm thrown for a loop on this one. I do not understand it. So I had not, so I, I saw the body cam footage today. You also sent me the 911 call, which I listened to, which that, did that also come out just today or was that yeah. out? Yeah, the judge ruled that they had to release all this stuff, so they put it all out. None of it makes any sense <laughs> to me. What do you, do you want to play the video first and then we could break it down? Or which one, which one should we play first? Let's start with the, uh, the hammer video. Okay, let's start with the hammer video. All right, let's try, let's try our best to break down what's happening here. Yeah, definitely don't want all of here. I definitely don't want all of here. Hello. This is the hooker response team. <laughs> yeah. Fucking said. 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh, 2640, that's the code for lube. Bring lube. <laughs> Hi. Guys. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is Sorry, going on right now? Alright, hold on. Oh, 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 shit! Oh. Alright, so, let's... <laughs> Try to examine this for a second. Can I, can I just start can with... I, yeah, sure. You, well, I would just say there's so many things here that are just like, what in the world is going on? Like, number one, the fact that they, they both, almost acting as Siamese twins, open the door <laughs> together. Like they like crab this, They just open it. Like, right. they both almost had the attitude of like, yeah, what? Like, what's <laughs> even going to happen here? And then it's cops... And I uh, like twins at a sleepover getting busted by the parents. Yeah, like they right. were doing construction in the room and they just mosey over the door. <laughs> Nothing to see in here. <laughs> I like that they go. The cops shine the light and they're like even from the cops. And if you guys know me, you know how rare it is that I sympathize with cops. But in this case, I'm like from the cops' perspective, he's just like, "What the fuck did I just stumble into? Like, what is this? Even he shines the light. Like, you're in your boxers. You have a drink. You're holding hands. And then he sees the hammer, and he goes, "Whoa, dude, drop the hammer!" And there was something that I just really loved about the way the guy responded. He he went like, "Nope!" Like it wasn't like it was just like a very like it went up at the end with an inflection. Like, "Nope, we're not gonna do that." And then spazzes out and uh, crushes some skull. Uh, so what? What in the uh, world, Rob? So I'd like to start with this: that uh, I would think if you're as wealthy as Paul Pelosi with all these stock trades, the inside picks, wouldn't you He's get? He's gotten lucky. <laughs> wouldn't you get yourself a hot hooker? <laughs> Why would you get this fat bozo? Like I feel like you could have any hooker in the world, Rob. Yeah. In, let, let me try to explain to you. In the gay community, Tim Dillon is like a nine. All right. <laughs> so 
you gotta like throw out your preconceptions of what is a hot hooker and what's not a hot hooker. You know what I mean? Like this is what two hundred million dollars of government aided insider trading gets you. All right. This is so don't You're like, saying this is top of the line San this is, Francisco. Yes, this is whatever you view. Meaty like cheeks that, and a beard. Yes, the best of the best, that's this, okay? What is weird to me is like, why he's like, why would they both look? If the story is that this dude was like holding him hostage at Hammer Point, <laughs> why did they look so cute together? That, why, like, why would it's just so weird that they would open the door like this as a duo, like? I mean, I guess a hammer is the type of weapon where you got to keep the guy real close to you or it's not much of a threat anymore. But he's got a drink of some sort in one hand. He's in his boxers. Uh, now, there were, there were a lot of reports that came out that turned out to be not correct. Like, they said both of them were in their boxers. One, one report, nah, bro, those weren't shoes. <laughs> Don't you, first of all, I'm sorry. I know you're just trying to be funny, but I will not let the good name of Sheath be sullied. <laughs> Those were loose, shitty, uncomfortable boxers. I'm sure they were expensive because this guy's got money, but those were like those silk fucking boxers that are so, like they just suck. And They're not comfortable. They, they ride up when you put them on. Yeah, fuck that. Get yourself a nice pair of Sheath. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be much better. No one, as far as I know, no one who wears Sheath underwear has ever taken a, a hammer to the dome piece by a gay <laughs> prostitute next to them. Now, d does sheath underwear protect you from hammers to the head from gay <laughs> prostitutes? I can't say that for sure. I can just look at the empirical data and there's not one reported case of a guy wearing sheath underwear getting domed with a hammer. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all. Exactly. I just, I just want to follow the signs. Okay, so... What were you saying, Rob? I'm sorry. Uh, I, no, I was going to ask if you've ever slept in a Holocaust shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that's comfy. I don't know. No, nah, but I will say that does seem like, what is Nancy uh, Pelosi and her husband? They were like 80-something. That seems about right. So I'm not going to, that would be what you said. But with the at. placentas they eat, it's more like 65. <laughs> Well, they're, they're like 365. Right. They have to eat those placentas to, like, stay 85. I think that's why he's so, like, calm, because he's like, this mere mortal thinks he can affect me. <laughs> like, he needs to pretend like he's hurt when the hammer hit him. They had to pretend to bring him to the hospital. It's all a big goof to this guy. I, I'll tell you, I don't... There's, like, a lot of conspiracies about this, honestly, what, what really happens here. But I just don't... I, I'll be the first to say, I don't get it at all. I don't get what the situation is. I don't, I, if you're going to say he was a gay prostitute and they were like hooking up or something and it went bad, it was like a grinder date gone bad, maybe. But still, this doesn't make any sense. What's happening? What, like, why would, if, if it is the situation that any of that, that this, if he broke in and was holding him hostage, first off, SWAT team who, well, kicking indoors. In, well, who breaks in to Nancy Pelosi's house? to wait for Nancy Pelosi, right? That's the official story, that she was going to hold him hostage and wait for Nancy Pelosi to come back. And your plan was, I'm going to break in there armed with a hammer? Like, that's how I'm going to handle this situation? It just seems insane. 
And then maybe, maybe like, it's like a vampire thing we don't know about, where that's the one thing that works on them. She <laughs> <laughs> go, "Why do you have a wooden cross and a bunch of garlic?" And you're like, "That's all that will work on her." Um, but like that, uh, okay. But then just to like to open the door in the manner that we they did, like it's almost like that he opened the door, like the attacker. Open the door, like, whatever, I'll go fucking talk to them. I don't care. And then when they were like, drop the hammer, he was like, I didn't see that coming. Um, nope. You get your own hammer. You can join nope. the orgy, but Sorry. you're going to have to bring your own equipment. Yeah, officer. I already called I'm, dibs on the hammer. Yeah. Just so bizarre. Um, and then, of course, there was the 911 call, which uh, made nothing clearer. But let's let's take well, a look at that. And just to add one more thing, well, we might as well watch it straight through. Oh, yeah. It is odd that... There's, um, yeah, there's more. Okay, so it doesn't seem to me like they faked this because I would think that you'd at least put Paul in pants, right? <laughs> so the fact that he's not wearing pants doesn't make me think that they just filmed it after the fact. However, the fact that we don't actually see the attack happen is a little bit fishy. That, that ends up out of camera. Well, all right, go back, go back to the, uh, what we see of the attack. Let me, that's, that's an interesting point that you mentioned, but so, let me say this. All right, so here are the cops. They're showing up casually. Yeah. They heard that Paul might be having another hooker over. They're like, all right, we'll check. We'll see what's up. Yeah, it literally said that. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. <laughs> what is going on right I'm not getting an answer on Carl. Oh, 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 shit. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say? You can pause it right there. He hit him with that hammer. Like, I know you're saying, Rob, we don't actually see the impact, but I saw the pullback and the swing right. and the direction now, of it all. Right. That hammer cracked him in the skull. So the other thing that helps the official story in this regard was when we heard about this, we're like, we don't understand how cops could have shown up and then have not just shot the guy immediately. I understand watching this why they'd be so fucking confused and it did escalate on a dime. So like, I get it. Yeah, no, I completely get that. Cause at first you go, you open the door and you see them there and you're like, oh, this is just two best friends. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is a completely normal situation. It's they're kind just, of an odd couple thing they got going on. They're just and building then, furniture at two in the morning. Hammer, drop the hammer. And he's so calmly, like if he had said, like, if they go drop the hammer and he goes, no, I'm not dropping this hammer, you're more likely to, like, shoot him or, like, tase him or something. But when he just goes, nope, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? And then he went right from nope to, like, kaplow. So Maybe. it was a weird... There's a weird energy shift. Maybe this guy could, like, teach a class to hood kids on how to get arrested. <laughs> because they escalated very quickly. We're like, I ain't, I ain't listening to you or you can't. Yeah. But if they were more like, I don't want to go in. Yeah, he goes, all right, guys, listen, if the cops tell you, like, to drop your weapon, you can't be like, motherfucker, fuck you. You got to be like, nope. <laughs> and then they're going to look at each other for a second. You just bought yourself a couple more seconds while they look at each other, and then you do what you got to do. Good point, Rob. Rob always know, he always thinking of how to monetize things. All right. So it's, uh, I, it's odd that the cops show up as casually as they do. It's odd that Paul is hanging out as casually with this guy, just seemingly no underwear, drugged out, holding his glass. But it does seem like there was an actual escalation and he was, in fact, attacked by the he, guy. I, yeah, I think he got, he got real messed up in that escalation. But now let's go back to the, the 911 call, right? And, and, and this... 
Here we go. Oh, I guess I, I guess I, I called my mistake. What is this? It says San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police, fire, or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Can we just pause? Because he seems retarded. <laughs> he does. By the way, this is also like, a ma when, when, this is why we need the government so much, is that like when your life is on the line or something, you're going to get someone on 911 who's going like, well, could the fire department help in any way? And you're like, fire? Why would he need fire? Like, what about this? But yeah, it is. So, so it's already very weird. Now, look, he gets hit in the head with a hammer later. So I'll say it's po it's possible he's been hit in the head already. Oh, I didn't think of that. He is pretty. He, I think it's pretty clear he's either been hit in the head or he is fucked up on some because. Who speaks All like that this? Come. If there's not, <laughs> yeah, like Clouds something is something is going on. He speak, yeah, he's speaking like I don't even know. It's like it's like several Xanax type of conversation that he's having. So my wife's Nancy Pelosi, and she's not gonna be home for a few days. I guess we'll wait. <laughs> what? Is that, now, okay. So, but you kind of what I started getting the impression of when I first heard this was I go, look, maybe he's being held hostage and he's kind of trying to make like a secret 911 call. Like he's calling someone, but he doesn't want the person there with him to know who he's talking to. But let's keep listening because it gets, a, that, that explanation doesn't add up either. Start from is the again. Capitol Police around? No, this they, is San Francisco. They usually here. They're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Um, no, this is San Francisco Police. So pause it there. So that explanation goes out the window because he's going to them. Is the Capitol Police around? Because they're usually the ones here. So it's That's not as if, if this guy listening and the guy's listening. The guy's right there. Like he's talking to him and they're like going back. So he's talking about he's going, is the Capitol Police there? It almost seems like he's going, are the Capitol Police around? Because they'd know what's up. <laughs> like they'd know. They know how I get, you know, like this is going to be pretty weird for you guys. But if like the people who are normally here are here, they'll be like, there's crazy Paul. <laughs> Always doing Xanax with gay hookers, you know. 1614, like. he needs lube and more meth. On it. <laughs> 1718, someone's dead. On it. 1912, he needs another placenta. On it. <laughs> like what? All right, let's keep playing. I, I, no, I understand. Um, okay, well, uh, and what do you think? That's the other guy going, I think we're good. <laughs> I don't think the cops need to come. And he's like, hey, the, the guy who's raping me says the cops don't have to show up. But it's like, I, I don't know. And I'm completely open-minded on this. What the hell is the explanation for that? He's, it's not, he's not like, 
there's like, okay, there's an intruder in your house and you're kind of trying to make, like, I would completely get it if the call was him being like, hey, yeah, I need uh, two large pizzas. <laughs> and they were like, sir, do you need police to come there? And they go, no, I got a guy who's Pizza, here. I said butt. kids. That was clearly an order for kids. <laughs> you know, whatever, something like that. But he's going, he said police out loud already. So whoever's there with him knows he's talking to the, to, about getting police. And then he's like, well, what do you think? We need him or blah, what? We don't? Like, what it seems like here is that this is, this, this is what I, my best guess of it all, is that this is some type of, of uh, like, gay hookup prostitute something it went crazy off the, they're they're drugged up like crazy the dude starts getting violent he calls the cops but it's he's so like messed up that he's kind of just like it doesn't even know what he's saying he's still kind of talking to the dude like he's reasonable and then like by the time the cops come i think they both forgot that the cops were even on their way <laughs> And so they both went like, well, let's go answer the door, whatever. Get out of here with your hammer, silly hammer. You know, and like he's kind of holding his hand. And then in that moment, that dude went nuts and cracked him over the head with it. Is that the best explanation? Like what seems more reasonable than that? So we're going to play. Wait, you said, I'm sorry, say that again. We're going to play that next. Oh, there's video of him breaking in the back. It's okay. also odd because it was reported they had broken into the house. And what was odd about the guy breaking into the house, like, you're telling me Nancy Pelosi has worse security than my parents, that you can just break into a window at the Pelosi home? Uh, so why don't we finish playing this, because there's, okay. there's some more interesting, right. and then we'll go to the window. I about that video, so let's, let's get that. Uh, okay. Call us back if you need your mind. No, no, no. This, this gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. And so... Uh, Anyway, he's do, you know, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has this, he told me, he told me not to, uh, he told me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, 26. What is your name? Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. I just got to pause. What is the other guy doing while all this is happening? Jerking off. <laughs> what else? I don't know, Rob. <laughs> Ask a question. Get an answer. So, uh, so, all right. So that is pretty weird. Like, that he... I, I just... Yeah, exactly. So he breaks in, and his plan is to, what, break in and wait for Nancy Pelosi. Yet he sits there while he calls the police and gives them his address and tells him that he wants police over there. And oh, this guy does gay hookers, so he knows the price on this. He goes, he goes, he goes dude. 2500 for the hour, right. and then they get there, and they want more money. Yeah, but that's Baltimore race. They're more disposable here. <laughs> Sorry, you want to go back to the video? <laughs> sure. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. The guy says his name. <laughs> the guy's like, yo, right. let the cops know it's David. They'll know what's All up. Right. 
first off, <laughs> let me just say, first of all, on behalf of people named David, <laughs> let me tell you that you cannot judge the lot of us. But yeah, like, right, so how does that make any sense? He jumps on there, like, he was so clipped, to, he was so quick to be like, oh, it's David, yeah, come on over, I'll be the hammer guy. You know, like, what, what is going on? This makes no sense whatsoever. And we still have 40 more seconds of this tape. The name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend. But, as <laughs> but, I say, you, don't, I've never... but you don't know who he is? No, no ma'am. Okay. <laughs> By the way, just pause it there. I'll tell you, pause it there. I, I cannot tell you how much I feel the 911 responder on that one. Like, at that point, you just go, uh, okay, like, what? Okay. And so he, who, she almost he wants said, to just come out and be like, are one of you stuck inside of the other one right now? <laughs> because if you are, I'll send an ambulance, but like, just we'll let me know it. what's up here. Because if that's the case, you're going to need fire. That's the people, <laughs> the fire department are the ones who handle that. But it's like, he just goes, yeah, I'm a friend of theirs. And she goes, is he a friend of yours? And he goes, I don't know. And she goes, okay? <laughs> like, what? It's like, what is happening? How many world? kidnappings do you think continued because someone actually got to a call, called 911 and said, help, it's an emergency, I've been kidnapped. And they go, well, are you okay? Oh, the guy says I'm fine. <laughs> she goes, you can just cancel that call. <laughs> and then the, the 911 operator just goes, great, next. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that lady's all set. He goes, for a second, I thought I was going to have to send cops over there, <laughs> but the guy says it's fine. <laughs> All right, yeah. we got the last 14 Stop seconds. You, okay. 25 and okay, you sure I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay? No, he, he must need to get that all off the phone. Zero, two, okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, look, to her credit, she did send cops out to the house after that. She probably thought about it for a minute, and then she was like, well, the guy says it's okay. And then she was like, nah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Stamps.com. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready and to save money and to save time. Do all of that at Stamps.com. Stamps.com has everything you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. With inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect your margins with major discounts from the United States Postal Service and UPS rates up to 86% off. Use stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. If you need a package picked up, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. Rates are constantly changing, but with stamps.com switch and save feature, you can easily compare carriers and rates so you know you're getting the best deal every time. And if you're running an online store, stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major shopping carts and marketplaces sign up with promo code problem and get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter the promo code problem all right let's get back into the show 
<laughs> all right, so now you want to watch the guy breaking into the house? Yeah, I haven't because seen this. If you thought that all of this was weird, yeah. All right, here we go. What was really weird is he comes up and he looks at the house. He goes back. He brings up camping gear. He lays down camping gear. He takes his sweet time, like, scoping out the situation, pulls the hammer out from the camping gear. You know, the magical hammer that uh -huh. Paul wants in his asshole. He takes that out. Uh-huh. And then he breaks in, but it's a very casual endeavor. And while he is breaking in, it also looks like he's brought camping gear like he's supposed to be there for a couple days. It's very strange. So you, uh, all right. So is it possible then this dude- It was a sleepover party? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this guy actually broke in. Was, his plan was to wait for a few days for Nancy Pelosi. I guess he was camping out. He's like, I got, I got the gear, so like, <laughs> I'll make it. He came in with a hammer, and maybe he like hit Paul Pelosi in the head once, and that's why he sounds like such a dazed idiot on the, on the phone call. Maybe it's that, and there's no conspiracy. I don't know. He's a fucking crazy person, clearly. He maybe, thought he could take down the Speaker of the House with a hammer. <laughs> or he, he thought that that would get Nancy there sooner if she knew that Paul was in trouble. Imagine if we thought that was the plan to, like, take down the government. <laughs> like, that was the big thing. Everyone like, get a hammer like, and a backpack. It, instead of Project Decentralized Revolution, like, the Mises Caucus plan was just like, does anyone have a hammer? Does anyone? We need camping Because we gear. could probably do this whole thing. We need fatter autists, and we got the autists, so we just need everyone to put oh, on a oh, little weight. Oh, Rob, we got the autists, <laughs> if that's the issue. <laughs> we just need hammers and camping oh, gear. We, oh, we got them. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I don't know. I, I'm at a loss, but what a crazy whole so thing this is. We have one more piece of uh, evidence here. There's more? There's, there's one more odd piece to review, and this I have not seen. But Brian found it on Twitter, and this is, sorry, let me just, let me, uh, this is apparently uh, the gay hooker calling into the news. Okay, but I will say. Yes. Let's be fair. He Sweet headshot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the teeth of a guy who would think this is a good idea. Now, if he was, if Rob's next gig out here, he was like, I'm bringing this guy, and you saw that headshot, you'd be like, I bet he's funny. That guy looks like me if I just made a few worse decisions in life. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I still had hair but did crystal meth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what was the line? I missed it. He said, is that Andy? <laughs> <laughs> If you guys were here for the stand-up show, the host looks a little bit like this guy. Thank you for calling me. What did you want? What did you want to tell me? Um, now that y'all have seen the body cam footage, I have an important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, talk about it. That's <laughs> not real. Well. Is that, <laughs> Rob, is that real? Brian sent it to me with that the other show good, materials. That's not a good enough <laughs> test if that's real. We, we, I, we can't just put this out there and not have tested if this is real. I do not trust Brian on this. We'll, we'll, this have, to, real... we'll have to verify it later, but in terms of my official uh, briefing of show materials, Brian included this as a call from DePape. You're DePape. telling yes. me that this violent gay hooker 
just called into the news and made this excellent point. That's what you're telling me. That he just called in and totally vindicated himself. Not to mention, he doesn't sound crazy. He sounds like a well-spoken individual. I All right, let's watch the rest of it. I don't know about this, guys. It's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit. I have a heart-to-heart chat about their bad behavior. All right, now it's sounding crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um... Liberty needs watering. You need men of valor. Patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition to tyranny. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. Wow, he just folded really quick. No. No, he's setting up a classic misdirection here, Rob. Oh, I paused too early. My bad. I didn't get more of them. Oh. Well, you know what? Get, pause it for a second. Time. Let me tell you why you didn't get more of them, okay? You attacked this job with a hammer. <laughs> Here's the thing about a hammer. It's not really a weapon of mass destruction. Like, you're probably not going to take out the whole government with a hammer. Men with guns are going to come and you're going to be like, fuck, this hammer is really only good for one noggin clobbering. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I have a tough time even believing this is real, Rob. Okay. A, it, so it, just to recap, up. it's incredibly odd that someone could break into Nancy Pelosi's house this easily. Yes. And then it's odd that the cops wouldn't. Well, I guess almost the cops were surprised that someone was able to break in. So they show up pretty casually just to be like, what the hell is going on? It's funny that the Pelosi's, for some reason, were trying to cover this up. They didn't want this stuff getting What's, out. And so the internet was able to go, hey, that was clearly a gay hooker incident. Yeah. But now this comes out and you get evidence both ways where it just leaves you being like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It is. And the point you made before, too, about your parent, like if, okay, if, if in my house, if you shattered any one of the glass windows, that will immediately trigger the, bla- the glass break like alarm system. The alarm will go off. All I have to do is not answer my phone, and there will be cops there within five minutes. Like that's just you know, which is pretty standard. Like this isn't like I've I have this like amazing security thing. It's like yeah, this is what having an alarm system is, and they'll be there, and I wouldn't have to then call them and have this weird conversation. There's also um, like. I don't know, guns? I mean, I don't have any guns in my house. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you were to do that, it would be like just so quick. So there, it, it seems almost like what maybe is possible to me is that Paul Pelosi was already really fucked up. Like he was just having a night. Just enjoying but a night way, without imagine, Nancy. Yeah, imagine you're married to Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi's out of town. You're just having like a thank God. Like <laughs> he's just in a bath of Xanax right now. <laughs> and just sitting there with like a glass of red in the bathtub like, ugh. A night away from all of this. He's fucked up out of his mind. This maniac actually is able to get up and break into his house, and then he has some weird standoff with him where he can't even, like... So maybe it wasn't, like, a gay date or anything like that, because he could have just been in that outfit. You know what I mean? Just chilling. That seems, that seems like a reasonable 80-year-old, it's, it's bedtime. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know what to think about it. It is bizarre that it would be that easy to get into Nancy Pelosi's house. I am not advocating anyone try to get into Nancy Pelosi's house. Let's be real clear. But it is kind of it is kind of bizarre that it would be that easy to get in. Weird story. A We're gonna have to wait for, for more to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, probably. He, wouldn't it have been great if the cop video came in and the Trump was just there in the background? <laughs> and he was like, sup, dog? We're having an orgy. Huh? Okay, it's just a bunch Listen. of guys putting our wieners into each other's butts, okay? Yes. I clearly have the biggest of all of ours, but we're just having a nice time here. Let me tell you, if I was having a gay orgy, I'd have a much better gay orgy <laughs> than this, all right? They put out the worst snacks at their orgies. <laughs> Those Pelosi's, they invite you over. They got nothing, okay? <laughs> you come to Mar-a-Lago, the spread, okay? <laughs> all right, guys, let's thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Bambi. You run a small business, but who's running your HR? If the answer is that there is no answer, that's not good enough. HR is primarily about avoiding risk, but it's also about making sure that you do right by the people you employ. That's why you need Bambi. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses like yours. You can automate the most important HR practices and get your and get your own dedicated HR manager. First, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. Then your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. Available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager can cost you up to $80,000 a year. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Hey, we all don't like overregulated markets, but at the same time, we like businesses that succeed, and this is something you need to guide you to compliance. Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, and their customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash P-O-T-P right now for your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash P-O-T-P. Bambi.com slash P-O-T-P. All right, let's get back into the show. All right, so we had one other horrible video if you wanted to get into that. Well, okay, so let's, uh, from, from one uplifting story to another. Um, so this is, this is a real interesting one, though. There is the, um, there, uh, it's a big story in the country right now that this, uh, what's his, Tyree Nichols, this guy was the uh, latest guy to get uh, murdered by cops. And it's, pr uh, I mean, it's pretty goddamn brutal. Um, there's just a lot to the story that I think is very interesting and um, obviously horrific, but there's a lot of just like things about this that kind of shine a light on what's, what's going on with our politics today. Uh, you said there's video of the, uh, the uh, attack. I guess we could play a little bit of this. Huh? No? Well, we're doing it, sir. Oh, that's the wrong, uh, hold on. Sorry, that's Paul Pelosi again. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was excited to show... Oh, no, here it is. Yeah. So it, there, there's basically video that they got here from some street cam. It's like they're taking turns, fucking just like beating this dude as they continue to turn him around. There are uh, five, four or five of these cops there. And they're just, instead of just taking him down and like subduing him as they clearly easily could do, 
They're spinning him around, taking turns, rocking him in the head full force. They end up, we could turn this off. They end up uh, beating, beating this dude to death. Uh, evidently, these, he ran from them. Um, and uh, But the, wait, you got to add, before, from what I understand, before he ran from them, they had tased him. Yes, yes. So uh, what ends up happening, and this is a problem, is like it, sometimes they go, hey, I'm just trying to get home. And they're not resisting, but they're not making the cop's job easy. Where they keep going, the I can't breathe, they're squirming and pretending, hey, you're hurting me. And they're not accepting the fact, this is over. Now, what gets bad then is that the cops go, hey, this guy's giving me a little bit of resistance, and they escalate. And then if you're the person who thinks, I should just be, get, be letting let go right now, and then you get tased, or you, you have a cop punching that, whatever it is that they do to escalate it, and then you take off, the problem is people start thinking, oh, I'm about to get murdered by these cops. Yeah. And then that makes the situation worse because you can legitimately be in fear from your life from well, the I cops. Mean, like, it's, look, if you get, like, getting tased or something like that, getting punched, getting, right. like, any of these things, getting gra having men with guns come up and grab you can trigger, like, an animalistic response. Right. Where you're like, I'm trying to get the Which, hell so out of here. So it should be on the like, cops to be like, we're trained because we are. Yes. We engage in these protocols that we have to recognize the fact that people might foolishly. And look, yes. regardless of all of this stuff, I mean, look, I agree. And this is essentially why you want there to be. You want the cops to have as few interactions as possible and because these things can escalate. However, all of that aside, the job... It, there's just no defense of cops in a situation like this because no matter what, even if they're resisting, even if they run, even if they're a violent criminal, li listen, even if this guy just murdered someone and you saw that, the job is that once you catch the guy, you arrest him and then he goes to a trial and then lawyers and judges and a jury figure out what's going on. You don't spin him, ar him around like it's, you know, skip to my loo and it all take turns punching him in the head until you beat him to death. That's just like, that's not an option. So this is, it's horrific. It's, I would say, it's up there. And I've watched a lot because I, you know, I, I follow like freethoughtproject.com and uh, I used to in the day follow, what was it, a cop block or whatever there are these sites that, uh, cop watch, I'm sorry. That was my own thought. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But I, I follow these, I've seen a million videos. I say this is up there with one of the more like horrific. If Dylan Shaver is a 10, this was like a nine of like, you know, the worst videos of, of police abuse that I've seen. That be, okay, so that's number Isn't it one. Isn't wild that in the pre-video days, we never would have known? Yeah. Like think about how much shit they for sure have gotten away with over the oh, years. Whoever whoever filmed Rodney King had like a rotator cuff issue from <laughs> holding the video camera on his shoulder that whole time. Right. It was the first video camera they had ever gotten there. They'd be like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh man, there's a good thing. I got thirteen minutes of video left I don't on this know. bitch. He probably had like, a lot of practice with one of those old boom boxes and being on subways. <laughs> well, Rob, Rodney King wasn't holding the video camera, <laughs> you understand. Uh, okay, so that's hard. But so there's a lot of interesting things here. The response to it, of course, from like the corporate press, because they only have one angle, is that it's like, if the cops kill a black dude, well, what does that mean? It means racism. But what you may have noticed from this video 
the, there's a little bit of a problem with that narrative. Blackface that, cops. Yeah. <laughs> cops. Can you believe white that white cops are cops now were... wearing blackface <laughs> and killing black people? As if murder wasn't enough. They have to add insult to injury. So everyone involved here is black. The chief of police in uh, Memphis, where this was, is black. It's just there's no, there, there's no race issue to be seen here, which is true in a lot of these killings where they jump to kind of like the racial issue, even though there's really no, like, look, even with, uh, with George Floyd, when he got killed, and I, if you watch that whole like police cam video, it's really disturbing. And he's, a, and he's like drugged out and he's having a, like a panic attack uh, and he's freaking out. And the cops are just horrible. They escalate the situation the whole time. They make it much worse than it had to be. No one attempts to even de-escalate it. They get him out, he's already cuffed, and the guy has his knee on his neck forever. And okay, the guy who has his knee on his neck is a white dude, but there was also like a black dude and an Asian dude there. And It's not as if like at any point during that whole thing he like starts calling him an N-word or something like that. There was never anything that was like, oh, he's doing this for racial reasons. It was just like cops fucking up a person who they shouldn't be. But that got made into a racial thing. But this, there's like, it's all black dudes. And he's the black dude. And so the corporate press, it's like the only, you know, like the only thing on, in their toolkit that they have is racism. So they're like, well, we're going to call it racism because that's all we got. And so this has been interesting. What is it? Is there a problem going on, Rob, or something? No. Oh. That sounded nice. All right, so there's been some fun uh, responses to this from the corporate press. Uh, let me see if I, I got a couple of the pictures here. So um, Van Jones, you know, from uh, CNN. He, uh, yeah, he's great. I've, I've met Van Jones before. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Back when I was doing SE Cup show, I was on a panel with him. And we talked for a while. We actually ended up like agreeing a bunch about how much we both hated Dick Cheney um, on the panel. But uh, he's, so he wrote this, uh, this article today and the title is, <laughs> the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. Their souls were white. <laughs> uh, uh, Jameel Hill who is a contributor for uh, The Atlantic, wrote, I need so many people to understand this regarding Tyree Nichols. Several of the police or, uh, officers who murdered Freddie Gray were black. The entire system of policing is based on white supremacist violence. We see people under the boot of oppression carry its water all the time. So this is, look, I don't know. This is, they'll actually sit here and say that those cops, those cops beating this man to death, they're actually under the boot of oppression, but they're just doing the bidding of white supremacy. Because that's, it's always got to be the answer that like it's somehow, you know, and it's just, look, it's the thing about it that you notice, right? At least to me, this is what, how I look at it, is you go, why is it? that even in an example like this, they're so desperate to make sure that the narrative is still somehow about racism. And I think the obvious answer is that if you, if you, if you always make it about racism, 
then you're still pitting like the population against each other. You're still saying the real issue here is white people versus black people. This is whiteness, white supremacy, and that they're, black people are the victims. Even those cops are the victims, you know? And you can kind of pit everyone against each other. But if you don't do that, then when you look at it, you just kind of plainly see what it is, which is actually that this video kind of destroys the racialist narrative that really it has nothing to do with what race the cops are or what race the victim is. What it has to do with is the power imbalance. Like, that's the obvious thing. It's like, why should any of these people have the power to do this to somebody else? Why? And it, it just makes it very clear that it's like, oh no, it's actually a police versus citizen issue. It has nothing to do with like a racial issue. It's a government versus people issue. And they can't let that be the narrative. So they have to continue to make it something that divides all of us, and even when it's as goofy as this, where it can't possibly be justified. Like, how could you possibly justify? It's, you're bending yourself in pretzels, you know? Um, so that's, that's one thing that's very interesting to see about how they handle this. The other thing I gotta say is that, so there's been some, like, protests I guess, I, I don't know, did they have any here in, uh, in uh, maybe in Baltimore they had some, but there was a big one in It's New hard York to City. tell in Baltimore. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Baltimore you're like, they're either protesting or it's Friday. <laughs> I don't know. They burned down, oh, those are already burned. <laughs> the other thing I would just mention is that, okay, so they've had some protests, but the protests have been much tamer uh, and, and calmer, at least so far, than anything after George Floyd. And, right. You know, well, that's part of it, right? So there's, well, look, there's pretty much no question this is a far more brutal video than George Floyd getting killed. Like, I, I think George Floyd was horrible. I think that dude Shalvin deserved to get convicted of murder. I mean, you sit there with your knee on a dude's neck while he's begging, you know, for his mother and can't breathe and then goes silent. And he sat there for like another two minutes after he went silent. He's already in cuffs on the ground. I think I have no problem with that guy getting convicted of murder. But this video is way worse. I mean, it's, it's way worse to be spinning a dude around in circles, beating the shit out of him on the ground. That There's more of the video we didn't show you if you guys haven't seen. Beat the shit out of him. Pepper spray him a whole bunch of times. And they just, like, beat this dude to death. Like, you know, you put your knee on a guy's neck and sit on it, probably most of the time he's not going to die. I think there were probably other complications with George Floyd, too. Like, he was COVID positive at the time and was probably having trouble. No, that is true. He was, no, he really was, I believe. I, and they didn't blame he COVID? Was, he was COVID That's... positive. He was, no, he was, he had COVID. He was on drugs. I'm saying, I think there were other issues with his So it was clearly the COVID. That, like, That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> that he I mean, after all that information from the CDC of how deadly COVID, COVID is. No, but I'm just making the point that it was like, there were several factors plus the knee on his neck. Now, the knee on his neck is still, I don't care. I'm fine with that guy being convicted. But this was like, beating a man like as, as also crying for his mom like all of the same shit just beating him it, huh who was a skateboarder oh this guy was okay well I'm just saying there's no reason why this video this video is much more horrific but why doesn't it lead to the same type of riots and violence and one one of you guys said well it's not a presidential election year I think that might have something to do with it. I think also the fact that it's not coming off of three and a half months of lockdowns, 
might also have something to do with it. Like there's a lot of factors, but it does kind of let you know that the whole uh, summer 2020 riots, there was a lot more to it than, oh, there was just a fucked up video here, right? Because you see this right now, and I don't think any of us think, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to lead to like months-long riots like that. So you realize it's like, and then the other thing is that, you know, the rioters seem, at least in 2020, seem to be somewhat organized. And there seemed to be somewhat of like, you know, there were, even Kamala Harris was raising money to bail out people who had been arrested in these things. And like, yeah, like... It just seems like there's not going to be any effort to do that right now because it's not poli politically, you know, helpful for them. So anyway, I just think that's another interesting little angle about all of it. Hey, anything else on uh, any other stuff, Rob? I got nothing. All right. Uh, you, you covered wanna... it. All right. Let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for today's show, which are the wonderful folks over at YoKratom.com. If you are over the age of 21 and you're a fan of Kratom or someone you know is over the age of 21 and is a fan of Kratom, tell them or go get yourself your Kratom at YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, which is the best price you're going to find anywhere. Their stuff is lab tested, so you know it's quality and it's delivered right to your door. On top of that, this is the company that supports not only this show, but all the great shows across the Gas Digital Network. They're really one of the biggest supporters of our brand of comedy and free speech and all that stuff. So try to support them as best you can. YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. All right, let's get back into the show. Let's, you want to uh, take some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let me all just, right, I, anyone, anyone have questions? Rob's going to come out and uh, ask you, and uh, let's have some fun. All right, you. So it's been said that if uh, Robbie and Dave hadn't existed, it'd be important to ex to invent them. Uh, I've never heard that. Said, yeah, you know, so. I've been hearing it. It's been said all around town. So <laughs> you and I had this uh, mutual Twitter spat that you haven't really been involved in, but I'm Hooper. <laughs> I'm Hooper Sweetheart on Twitter, and uh, what, what's your Twitter name? Hooper Sweetheart. All right. Uh, there's this there's this uh, supposed governor of Arizona that has been calling you out constantly on some sh can I say shit? I'll say, I've said shit, so you, it's, it's you, on some shit free. that there's I don't a, agree with. You there's don't, a governor of Arizona? Governor William Pounds Jr. is his name. Okay. And he's been wanting you and I specifically to, uh, he, he was the, um, he was the... Hold on, I'm, 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 no, hold no, on hold a second. No, no, hold on, I got the question. Hold on, no, no, no. This hold on to the mic. <laughs> yes, hold on. I just, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I, I just need some quick, uh, some quick uh, uh, clear-ups. So, so, hold on, hold on. So there's a guy who identifies as a governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is not an actual governor yeah, of a state. He's a massive goober. But oh, he, okay. he's, uh, he was, he's uh, the co-chairman of the Presidential Exploratory Committee with Jesse Ventura. He's like homies with Judge Joe Brown. And he called you and I out that we should wrestle him uh, because he thinks that you're a Zionist. And, Nailed and, it. And, 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 and I f oh, yes, it's just, I did. I responded to one tweet he sent me when yeah, he yeah, called yeah. me a Zionist. I found and out. And I went, you got my number, pal, yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I found out why. And it's because he voted for you and you didn't win. And uh, I've never run for anything. I uh, know, yeah. What did he vote for me on? Exactly. President of Legion of Skanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only thing there was ever that you could have voted for me on. That sounds like a three-year-old reporting on the activity of other retards. <laughs> 
All right, what other questions we got? All right, right over here. Let's right. do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to wrestle the governor. First time, long time. Uh, just real quick on the Paul Pelosi thing. How do you have a $10,000 fridge and then your house is protected by Simply Safe? Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, also, that's true. Also, Although, I will tell you, it's really important to have a good fridge. So I could, I could see taking care of that first. And then you're like, we'll figure out the security system. They, they have the best ice cream. Um, you have mentioned running for president in the past. I would support you 100%. Uh, but for good reason, like the president, you know, it's a roadblock, right? So like, hopefully the president shouldn't have too much power. Why wouldn't you try for something more like governor where you, I think you could win and then actually get some stuff done? He'd have to actually work. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what this is about. Yeah, I would, I would never run for any political office that I could actually win. <laughs> that was just... <laughs> I'm gonna take this Seems I'm gonna like a terrible right idea. I'm just having a very nice time in my life right now. I don't, I don't want it, but, but the truth of the, the answer to it is really that, is even though I say it kind of in jest, like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, I like, I'm a, I'm a comedian, I like to make people laugh and entertain people, I really like to talk about these ideas, and I like to make people think about them, but that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, like, spread ideas and, and that, and they, that, that's my, my mission. It's not to, like, I'm not interested in wielding political power over people. I want to talk about the things that I think are really interesting and I want to like be a really good husband and father to my kids and my wife. That's that's it. That's Yeah, that's all but that's all I want to do. And so I'm not you know I was uh I remember uh was Tho Bishop who I I really love. He's a good dude. But he was like, let me tell you something. What Dave should do is move to New Hampshire and run for Senate because he could actually win that. And then he could be a senator from New Hampshire. And I'm like, dude, so though you have me moving my family and then instead of coming out and telling jokes and having fun and spending so much time with my family, I'm like, we're going to live in Washington and I'm going to just be in the Senate every day going like, can I, I have to read this 3,000 page bill? Like, I just... Like, do you hate me? No like, one why reads would those. you want me to do this? <laughs> that is true. I don't have to read it. But you know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not. I'll do my so role. much blow with Matt Gates. There's... Let's do that, Dave. <laughs> Shit. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Rob. He's in the house. So we might have oh. to do that. But I should read I would, more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would, like, I, uh, that's, I'm sure there's someone who's, like, the guy to do that role. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm here to do. All right. That's next, next question. Hi, Dave. Hello. Um, simple question, but it's a little bit of a deeper question. Where do you draw your sense of morals from? We've, I, the first show that I listened to was your show where you talked about your daughter being born. And I'm a mom and a doula, and I listened to that and got really teary-eyed because birth and babies are so beautiful. Um, and I know we've heard you talk about that it's wrong to tear babies apart in the womb. So I'm just and that you're kind of transitioning to believing there is a God versus atheism. So where do you draw your morals from? We all, we all know that it's wrong to do what we just saw up there. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I mean, that's, that's a really interesting question. And I don't, like, I, okay, so I, I certainly think that we all, like, I don't know. I've, I've told the story before on, on the podcast about, like, really when I, what changed with me, like, believing in God, whereas I used to be an atheist. And I, um, and it was when my daughter was born, my, my first was born. 
And basically, the story, what, you know, it's kind of hard to tell the whole thing in the live podcast after a comedy show. But uh, I, basically, when the, my wife had a very tough delivery with uh, my daughter. And I was really like, I was really so excited. My wife's like the best person. I was so excited to, that we were going to, like, we had gotten married and we were starting a family. And I was just like, like you know, like when, for people here who are parents, like when you have your first, you're kind of like waiting for it the whole time. And then you get there and it's finally like the day and you're going to have it. And it was um, even before like a lot of the complications she had in her pregnancy, it was just when she was getting her uh, epidural. And the guy made me leave the room because that was like his thing, the anesthesiologist, you can't be there. Because it's very, like if you, when they give you, know, you an epidural, if you like flinch one little bit, you, you can end up like paralyzed and stuff. It's like a very kind of dangerous thing. And he was like, I like the father to leave and I just will do this. And anyway, I, I was out in the hallway and I was, uh, I started for the first time, it started dawning on me that like this could go bad like that i could I'm, I'm like so excited for this family i'm about to start and that i could like walk out of here like i could lose my wife i could lose my daughter and there's something really bad could happen here and i realized it was completely out of my control like i wasn't even there and as, and as soon as i realized that i immediately started like talking to god and i was an atheist at the time but i still just started talking to god and i immediately started like negotiating with god like, I wasn't just talking with him. I was like, if you please just make sure my wife and daughter are okay, I will do X, Y, and Z. And all the X, Y, and Z things were just like being a better person. Like, and then there was something later, and then there was a lot more complications later that day, and I talked to God several more times. And I remember, like, just in the following days, thinking back about that, and I, I was like, that's kind of crazy that even as someone who didn't, like, really consider themselves a believer— that when shit really hit the fan, not only did I immediately talk to God, but I also immediately knew what he wanted from me. Like I immediately knew, it was just like in me to know that he wanted me to be a better person. And that I, you know, so look, I'm not saying this is like a perfect logical argument or anything like that, but it was just something that I could never shake. And I've just never been the same person since then. So where exactly before i really thought of myself as someone who believed in god i probably would have said well i don't know there's just like a common sense argument that obviously it's wrong to just kill someone like this or it's wrong to like murder a child it's wrong to do these things as i've gotten older and had kids and stuff i think that a lot of even like atheists who believe that if they really scratch the surface there almost is this belief in a God. There is this belief in like, there's a reason we're here, there's a purpose behind it, and we're supposed to do right and not wrong. I think that's really where morality is drawn from. And like, I'm sorry, I can't give a longer answer than that, but that's, that's kind of how I feel. So, thank you for the question. That's awesome, you're a doula. That's very cool. Yeah, Dave, um, I'm a big sports fan, but I just, yeah, I just wanted to know, uh, do you think that the American uh, sports industry is going to be able to recover from uh, how they reacted to COVID with a lot of these athletes? That's a great question. That is an interesting question. You know, can American sports recover? You know, we got a lot of black people in this country, and they are, man, they are athletic. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think... 
The, you, like, I think probably they will, at least to some degree. I think that uh, one of the things that, was, that I, I realized during COVID was how, how important sports were to a lot of Americans. I, one, one of the things that I, uh, that I realized during like the lockdowns and stuff like that was that a lot of things that we may all take as like kind of like, oh, the silly little distractions that Americans like and they don't care about things that really matter. They just care about like the latest game or whatever. I think a lot of that stuff's actually really important. That people need that stuff. They need like something. And you know, one of the things that like the functions that sports serve for our kind of modern secular society is that at least that's something where there's a real feeling of like tribal togetherness and like identity and there's some like meaning and purpose like we all get out there and you're like okay we root for these guys and not these guys and someone will have victory over the other ones it's an expression in a lot of ways of like uh like naked masculinity and we don't have a lot of things like that in our society anymore so i think i don't think that's going anywhere i i I'd like to see that kind of expressed in, in maybe like more productive, healthier ways. But I think that uh, that's I'd rather have it than lose it. And I, I don't think any of that's going anywhere. As long as LeBron's doing 360 dunks and shit, everyone's going to keep watching. I swear to God, this guy walking back. I thought that was Rob Bernstein for a second walking right back. I was like, Rob, here he is. He's back. All right. All right. Uh, before the next question, I want to do a quick plug. Firstly, for Fifth Company Brewing for hosting us tonight. Delicious beers. The beer is excellent. And then uh, we also got the Rage Against the War Machine anti-war rally in Washington, D.C. on February 19th. I believe uh, Scott Horton and some other Meekhawks will be there. So uh, if you're available, check it out. Next question. What was that? Oh, I thought I was going to have to fight that guy. That sounded... You said, bring yeah. more than your words. <laughs> We're going to need a hammer. <laughs> Okay, just a very quick comment and then a, a, qu a quick question. Sure. Comment is, we need to roll back the state. Agreed. I'm not the first person. I'm never the first person on YouTube to have that in the comments. So. <laughs> um, but the question is, um, not that you have any special insight, but uh, what do you place the odds of nuclear war at, at, this, at this stage? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, just to... I think the odds of nuclear war are relatively low. I don't think we're going to go to a nuclear war, right? I think the odds are higher than they've ever been in my life. So, you know, that's the, the first one, if that's comforting at all, the second one is not. Uh, but so I think, I, like, I, I don't know exactly what the odds are, right? There's probably no perfect way to predict them. But I think that there's, if, let's just say, uh, hypothetically, they were, it was, a one in like let's say five years ago it was a one in 500,000 chance that we go to nuclear Armageddon I think it's probably it went from that to being a one in 50,000 you know it's still pretty low but it's like it's discouraging that it's like 10 times higher than it was is that right 10 times 100 times, whatever uh so that's it's it's getting higher and higher and with each one of these kind of escalations you know, you just see with Germany announcing that they're sending in new weaponry and with America announcing that they're training new, like, eat, all these things make it higher and higher. I mean, look, we, we saw that incident a few months back 
where there were those rockets that went off in Poland, and immediately Zelensky says these were Russians. These were Russian rockets. And then we find out they were actually his rockets, right? But you had, in those couple days, you had American politicians, you know, uh, saying we should invoke Article 5. We should be going, you know, we should have NATO start moving toward war with Russia. Then we figured out, we determined that those were Ukrainian rockets, and so all that talk goes away. But, like, what if they weren't? What if Russia even accidentally, you know, like, hit Poland with some rockets, which is not inconceivable, I don't know, where does that go? So there's just a lot of dangers with this situation. And anyone, like, if there were any type of, like, cooler head sanity in all of this, it would be like, okay, we are going to work to, like, de-escalate this situation. And that is not what's happening. It seems very clear. And I'll say this, both from the Russian uh, side and from the Western side, everybody seems to want to prolong this thing. It seems like Russia, if you actually look at like how they've been like logistically fighting this war, it seems like their strategy is to prolong this thing as well. Like they believe that eventually the West will break and they won't be willing to like keep supporting Ukraine and then at that point they'll have their way with them. But they haven't been coming in with like a shock and awe style, we're taking over the whole country. Russia really could have done a lot more damage already and hasn't, which is like kind of interesting and I don't completely understand it. But from the Western perspective, it seems clear that the goal is to bleed Russia dry. And this is just so insane from all sides, that the goal is to prolong this thing, which then gives more and more opportunities for any one thing to trigger what could lead us into World War III or nuclear war. So it's all just so fucking crazy from all sides. And, you know, I still think the chances are not high. I don't think we're all going to die in nuclear war. I am building a bunker. But I think you'll be fine, is my point. Uh -huh. Rob, what do we got? So, Dave, I know you talk about your kids a lot. Are you ever worried when they start going on the internet that they're going to find out about Legion of Skanks and be like, what the fuck, Dad? <laughs> no. No, my kids will never go on the internet. It's, uh... You know, I'd... Uh... I'd, I'd be lying if I said that's not, like, something I'm a little bit concerned about. It's, it's like, yeah, I, I think that I want to, um, I, I want to, I'm very good about, like, not, well, I mean, my kids are young, right? So I, I can't even say I'm very good about it. But I'm not going to be one of those kids who's, uh, one of those parents who's just allowing their kids to, like, surf the internet like crazy for a, a very long time. Um, and I like to think that, like, I'm a very, very present father. I'm very close with my kids. And I think by the time they're ever of the age where they're going online and seeing this, I don't think it's that crazy to, like, explain to them that, like, you know, daddy does, like, adult comedy, and this is for adults, and to kind of get it. Like, I think they kind of know me and kind of just know my... Not that they know how, how crazy shit is on Legion of Skanks, but I think by the time they get to that age, they'd know that, like, they get what, who I really am and why this is comedy and that it's not real. But, yeah, there is something about that that I'm, you know, there's some of the harsher stuff out there that I'm like, I could live with them not seeing that. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Robbie. I saw you probably nine months ago or so in downtown D.C. You killed it then. You killed it tonight. So thank you for your Careful you telling us that we killed <laughs> You did great work. You should keep him on the staff. And, and Dave or Mr. President, I'm not sure what to talk. <laughs>
or what to call you, but uh, I'll give you one of two questions and you can ask or answer whichever one you think you'd rather answer. First one is if on January 28th, 2023, there is someone you would be willing to be vice president for, who might it be? And then have, the second question is, have you seen the four-star general that put out that we're going to go to war with China in 2025 thing over the last two days? No, no. Someone messaged me about that, but I did not actually uh, see that. So I don't know about But please send that to me, if you will. I, I haven't taken a look, so I can't comment on the, on the second one. But I, we'll, we'll see. That's great. Um, is there someone I'd be willing to be vice president with? Well, like, be vice president or run as vice president, you know? The problem... Well, like, there's... Look, the, the thing about it is, is that... Yeah, look, all of these guys are great. Like, okay, so, like, if, um, if Rand Paul was, uh, was running for president and was doing, like, a great job, like, let's just say tomorrow... Rand Paul kind of shed his Rand Paulisms and was really Ron Paul. Like when Rand Paul's at his best, but when he's at his best, he's Ron Paul. You know what I mean? And that I'd, I'd support him. If Thomas Massey ran for president, was putting together an amazing campaign, I'd support him. If like, all, there's a lot of people out there who I'd support. But if the question is, would I be their vice president? Probably no one, because I don't think I'd help them. Like, I don't think that would work. It doesn't, like, what would I add as being someone's vice president other than an albatross around their neck that would be like, wait, what? Your vice president's joking about, like, fucking, you know, like, all the horrific shit I joke about? Like, so it's kind of almost like wouldn't make sense because it would just be like, I'd, I'd probably help them more by just being the guy who went on Rogan's podcast and was like, you got to support Rand Paul because he's right about all this shit, right? So the only, it, only, like, it only makes sense for me to be the top of the ticket because, if the reasoning is because no one out there is better at explaining this shit than I am. But if there's someone out there who's better at explaining it, then I'd be thrilled to just fall in line and support them explaining it. But I don't think it would make sense for me to jump on as like the VP. Like the VP role is almost like the, the idea would be like, okay, well, you add something that the top of the ticket doesn't have that can support them. That I don't do for anyone. Like, I just don't. I wouldn't, like, if, if, if Ron Paul, let's say, was running like Ron Paul and kicking up dust and looked like he could win the Republican nomination, wouldn't it be the worst move ever for him to pick me? Like, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, God, no. Pick Massey or someone else. Yeah, Justin Amash, someone like that would make way more sense. Spike Cohen, someone, okay, someone, but not me, because I, I would just fuck that all up. So let me just be on the outside supporting them. You know what, it, it, does that make sense? So the only reason, even, uh, and more realistically, within the Libertarian Party, if it's not me, if someone else is, like, running for president, I shouldn't be the VP for them, because I would just kind of, like, hold them back. And only I'm going to be able to, like, really defend, like, I could defend any of the shit I do. If anyone's ever like, you made the most horrific joke ever, I can be like, yeah, that's the point. It's a joke, you retard, you know? But, like, I can do that. But I can't ask someone else to go defend, like, my retarded jokes, you know? So that's, uh, yeah. So no. No to the VP. And I will check out the general on uh, China thing, which is terrifying. Okay. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thank you very much. And for anybody who doesn't know those names that you alluded to, check those names out too. Those are Hell some yeah. Good ones. Absolutely. All right. How many more do you want to take? Uh, well, what do we got? We got a hard out here or what? It's uh, 11.52. Let's, let's take a couple more. All right. Who we got over here? Right here. Hey, Dave. So I just came through New Hampshire and the boys at the Shell wanted me to formally ask you to do a show there where Robbie does his end of year special. So they wanted to ask for you to go. But my main question is, if you do run for president and uh, Trump also runs, have you ever given any thought to what his nickname for you would be? That's a good question. That's a good one. Wow. Wow, that's really good. I've never thought about that. He'd be like, who am I running against? Skinny Dave or something like I don't know. I don't know. I have not. I have given no thought to that, but I would kind of be honored to uh, to get one. And uh, is, in terms of performing at the Shell, yeah, I w- I'd be down to do that. I don't think I don't think we have any gigs in uh, New Hampshire planned right now, but maybe we'll be back at Porkfest this year. I'd love to be there. So uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I, I'm down to come do New Hampshire gigs. I love my New Hampshire people. So I want to ask: next time you're on Rogan. Mm-hmm. Could you just explain to the audience the significance of modern central banking and why it's more than just part of the problem? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's like there's – so the last time I was on Rogan – a lot of times when I go on the podcast, I'll have things that like I really want to talk about, and I'll kind of have them in my mind. Like, I'll be like, okay, I really want to talk about this and this and this. And you don't always get to all of them because the way it is, like, Joe's just such a, like, like, if you hang out with him, he's, he's this unbelievable, like, like, magnetic person. And that's part of the reason why he's so, like, such a rock star. Because he's just kind of, like, like, he's, he's very authentic. Like, if you ever hang out with Joe Rogan, he is exactly what you'd think he would be. Like, he's that. He's everything you've seen exactly like that. And you kind of, like, he just does this thing in his show where it's so conversational. And he just starts talking to you. And you just go down all of these different avenues. And you don't always get to the thing you wanted to talk about. The last time I was on his show, the two things I really wanted to talk about were the, the war in Ukraine and inflation. Those are like the things I went in with like, we're, uh, this is what I really want to make sure I talk about. And I got to the war in Ukraine. Um, but I, we really never got to the inflation stuff that I wanted to. And it's just because, you know, like you'll say something and then he asks you a question about that and you're like, okay, well, let me tell you about that question. And then he goes on that thing and then he starts talking about it and he's like, that kind of reminds me of when a bear fights a salmon. And you're like, okay, <laughs> wow, that is... That's fucking really interesting, Joe. Like, wow, I never thought about that. And, you're like, and then you're just sitting there like almost in awe of him. And he's like, the bear will just dive into the salmon and fucking rip it apart. And you're like, really? Like, word? That's how it happens? And, like, and, then, you know, and then you're just kind of like, it, it's just like, it's hard to like, kind of like, but that, so, yes, I would love to, you know, like really talk about that stuff with him. I probably, I, I'm sure, I don't know. I've been on there a lot of times. I'm sure I've talked about the Federal Reserve on Rogan before, but I don't know if I've ever probably given it like the correct, you know, attention that it deserves. So maybe that'll be my focus uh, next time is to do that. All right. Where are you, Robert? Right here. here you go. <laughs> 
All right, so this is going to be kind of a rewind to what we were talking about before sure. with uh, police brutality. So it seems to me it's not necessarily a race issue as it is a socioeconomic issue. Yeah. So in terms of that, like we, we, the four of us live in Baltimore, we kind of see it all the time, right? And it's a matter of where people are in terms of their economic status what in your and this is going to be really broad but like what in your opinion would fix that outside of kind of the basics of more police presence and things like that I, well, before you answer that i just want to say that guy held my hand the entire time <laughs> and oh, i think yeah. i'm in love he's got soft hands for a manly man well that's a chiseled jaw and some moisturized fingers oh yeah <laughs> well he he held your hand like that microphone was a hammer, if you know what I mean. He was like, you ain't, you ain't swinging this shit on me, Robbie. Um, so, all right, all right. So I think that the police, the, the, I think the policing issue, and we could, got time, we could do another uh, question or two after this, Rob, but I think the policing issue is, is, uh, is a socioeconomic issue, like you said. I think that's correct. But I think it's a socioeconomic issue to the extent that people on the lower end of that uh, hierarchy have less recourse. And that's, that's kind of known. So if cops are in like a wealthy neighborhood, they know that like, the, the, you know, the, whoever they're messing with, they're messing with some kid. He might have parents who are connected politically. They probably have money for a lawyer. They, they kind of know there might be ramifications for them. But when they're in kind of like, you know, like the hood, they know they have free reign. No one's doing shit here to them, you know? And so there's that. But the, the core, to me, the core of the issue is a monopoly issue. Like the core of the issue is that there is a monopoly by force uh, that, that, that dominates security. And that's the police. You have no other fucking choice. You, no one else is allowed to be the police because of the, what the laws dictate. Like, this is the police. And monopoly, monopolies always end up giving you shitty service at a, the, the, at a high cost. That's just like an economic law. And what this service happens to be is force. This is the service of enforcing the law. And so you have, when you have the mix of a monopoly and a monopoly on force... You just get horrific outcomes. Like this is human beings do not do well with authority and a lack of accountability. It's the worst combinations for human beings. Most of us would be made to be bad people if we were put into that situation. And so that's kind of, look, you even, even just authority without the monopoly, you see like bouncers at clubs and you're like, look at this mother, this prick. Like, he's probably not even that bad of a guy, but as soon as he's out there, like, I decide who comes in and who doesn't, he starts turning into, like, an asshole. But imagine that, and he can do whatever he wants with no repercussions. So that's kind of like the mix. So what, what you need, like, the ideal solution to that would be make it so it's not a monopoly. Like, make it so they actually had to compete. They're providing uh, security to people. They have to compete for your business. But short of that is, like, anything, like, Look, ending qualified immunity. Make it so that they're actually held accountable when, if they do do stuff like this. You know, that, make it so that they don't have all of these bullshit laws that are excuses to go bring this type of violence to people who, you know, 
were in possession of a gun or of some drugs or something like that. So that to me is like the heart of the issue. The socioeconomic thing plays a big factor, but that's only because that's where they know they can get away with it. You know, like it's, it's that's, and, and the racial issue, I won't say is nothing, but is the least of all of these issues. And it's, it's made out like that's the number one thing. Whereas to me, you know, if like George Floyd was a white dude who acted exactly the same way, I really don't believe that the cops would have been like, you're cool, white guy, get out of here. I think they probably would have done the exact same thing. And you know, you look at Daniel Shaver or videos like that, there's no more horrific, you know, example of that. So again, it's, a, it's like an out of control authority thing more than anything else, in my opinion. So, What do we got, Robbie? <clears throat> oh, hey, I just uh, got summoned for the third time for ju jury duty on Monday, and I don't feel like showing up. Should I ghost them or what? Yeah, I wouldn't... I would not advise ghosting them. Um, I've done it before, but I wouldn't advise it um, Just show up with your from, face. They're not going to pick you. From, from what I understand, <laughs> I, I and I'm, I'm listen. I'm no lawyer, so do not like take any of my legal advice to the bank. But from what I understand, if they don't like, at, like, so you get like picked in the pool, and then if you don't actually get selected, you'd be fine if you ghosted them. But if you get selected and ghost them, you could actually get in some fucking trouble. So I'd say don't do that, you know, respond, and then I don't know, you know, if you really don't want to do it, you could like act like a crazy person or something and they probably won't pick you. But, but if I'm being completely honest, I, if you can, I think you should do it and fucking nullify that shit if that person is not guilty. Right, like, there, it, might, it might be the case, and I'm not saying it will be, but it might be the case that someone's life is about to be majorly fucked up and you yourself on your own can insist that no, their life won't be majorly fucked up. Like there's an opportunity when you're, when you're, if you're selected for jury duty that it might be something where it's like, oh, they need a fucking, you know, like a unanimous 12 person, you know, guilty verdict. And even if it's some bullshit crime, you can just be like, nope, not guilty, and just not budge on that and go, I'm just saying not guilty, and get that person off. So that'd be my, like, if you're willing to do that, I understand people are busy and stuff, but if you're willing to do that, that's the best thing you could do. Wear that shirt. Wear this shirt right here. Last question, right in the middle. The last question of the night. It's an easy one, and it falls off the nullification. It's nullification season, and will you tell everyone what I'm about to say, which is that Maryland has uh, Defend the Guard HB 0220 on February 15th. There's a hearing, and I just tell everyone about Defend the Guard one more time. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, you just did, and everyone listening, hear, hear about that now. Yeah, Defend the Guard is, like, one of the most important like uh like movements in the country and like that's great i didn't know they had a hearing i had heard that there was a hearing coming up i didn't know it was february 15th but absolutely if you're in maryland do whatever you can to support that hell yeah love all those guys badass anti-war combat vets that's the most important movement in the country so hell yeah 
All right, sir. Another one for another, the books. Another live podcast in the books. Guys, thank you all so much for coming out tonight. We appreciate it. Have a good night. I'll be out hanging out if you guys want to in a minute. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Peace.